When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, welcome back. A lot to get to. A lot of talk over the weekend about the presidential race. Mm -hmm. And a lot more people I've noticed are saying, yeah, Biden's not going to make it. Come next spring, he's not going to be the nominee. But more on that a little bit later. He was talking over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, he was talking about how great the economy is. Again, just ignore your own bank account. Ignore whatever (laughs) uh, happens whenever you go to check out at the grocery store, uh, the economy's going great. And you know that you can raise a family on a single income now? I don't know if you knew that. That's according to Joe Biden, apparently. He was speaking to labor unions um, yesterday or as part of a Labor Day weekend event. Okay. So when I ran for president, I'd, I told you I'd have your back. And I have. No, there are a lot of politicians in this country who don't know how to say the word union. They talk about labor, they don't say union. It's union. I'm one of them. I'm proud to say union. I'm proud to be the most pro-union president, according to the experts about in American history. And that's my... <laughs> okay, okay. What meandering mess was that? <laughs> to, according to the experts in American history, um, did they talk to any of the union folks from the uh, rail workers who got completely screwed over about a year ago this time? No. Okay, yeah. No, they didn't, actually. <laughs> he goes on. And by the way, I make no bones about that. Folks in this library, let me tell you what we're celebrating. We're celebrating jobs, good-paying jobs, jobs you can raise a family on, union jobs. It's just like this old record. He brings out yeah. this tired, old, what used to be classic, but now people, no one wants to hear it anymore because right. it doesn't mean anything. Wow. Okay. As old Nat King Cole once said. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't throw hard-working families in there. Yeah. Yeah. Never the lazy families. The deadbeat that won't go get a job. We're not going to help. No, we're going to help them, too. We're going to give them free fall. We're going to give them free everything. No kitchen table reference, either, which is also a good one. Well, we only got a snip. We got less than 35 seconds of the speech. Oh. You know that kitchen table is in there somewhere. Kitchen table's got to be there. Yeah. Because you can't ever talk about finances with your spouse or with the family no. if it's not at the kitchen table. It's always got to be around the kitchen table. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where he looks at the bills and the TV ads are always the guy okay. with the furrowed brow. All right. Yeah. We've been on less than five minutes. I'm already sick of politics. I'm already sick of this. <laughs> These idiots, same thing all the time. By the way, did you see Burning Man? The end Dude, of Burning Man? That that had the setup for a real disaster. I think so far one person has died, but there was flash flooding as a result of a, a thunderstorm that, that came through, and a bunch of people got trapped, like tens of thousands of people, trapped in the desert Yes, with, with nothing but 
I don't know, groundwater and LSD to survive on for a few days. But they're, they're starting to let people out. So there's like yes. miles and miles of traffic going on. Uh, Chris Rock apparently was there. Yes. You could have given me 100 guesses, and I never would have come to the conclusion that Chris Rock was at Burning Man. But apparently he hoofed it out there and then got on some guy's truck and got driven out over yes. the weekend. Okay, and so this is sort of known as this big party for sort of tech bros and other people that are just looking for some sort of crazy adventure, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't cheer for this sort of thing, but with that group of people, I was like, oh, that's too bad, but... I don't think you're alone with thinking that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you had all this rain and everything else, and so people couldn't get out. They're saying, yeah, you should just stay in place. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure we're going to hear about climate change because of this. Of course. Start looking at different stories today. One of the headlines that pops up is climate change has finally come for Burning Man. No. Yes. No. Right there. Oh, golly. <laughs> because of climate change. That's because that's what caused all of the crazy rain that came in there. And now you have to deal with it because I think at least if you follow this stuff on x twitter whatever social media there are you know some of the climate nuts saying hey all you people going to burning man you should really start thinking about the environment and the climate and what are you doing to help you're not doing enough and so the yeah that was the headline from wired.com climate change has finally come from burning man unpredictable weather and delays following hurricane hillary turned the festival for ultra wealthy techno utopians and hedonists into a literal quagmire welcome to the new normal Welcome to Burning Man. <laughs> because of a Dude, if they're, hurricane. Dude, if, if they're going after the comedy angle, A+. Yeah. Plus. Oh, yeah. Was, but I don't think they are. And it was Hurricane Hillary, they said? Yes. Well. Following I mean, Hurricane Hillary. That, yes. that explains it, then. Because I heard on good authority that uh, Burning Man had evidence that would lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Right. Okay, uh, well, you saw one of the stories that I saw, David, uh, which is hilarious. This writer from the Washington Post is on this podcast. Yeah. And he's just completely exposed. Yeah. Uh, Philip Bump is this guy's name. He's a big-time writer for the Washington Post, and he threw an absolute hissy fit because a podcaster caught him being an absolute Democrat stooge. So the podcaster is Noam Dwarman. And he asked about the whole Hunter Biden business with Joe Biden. And this went on for like an hour where they're just going kind of back and forth. And he's saying, but what about this evidence from the Hunter Biden laptop where you have text messages and emails talking about giving a cut of the international proceeds to the big guy, presumably Joe Biden? What about that? Because that's the talking point from liberal media. There's no evidence. Right. I mean, there's no evidence. At all that any of this money ended up with Joe. Yeah, here's how the interview ended. Yeah, this is great, man. What do you take from the text message to his adult daughter, uh, Hunter's text message, that I have to give 50% of my income to Pop? I have no idea what that means. I don't. I have no idea what that means. Well, it's, 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 I know, it's circumstantial evidence, and you prefer that. No, what, what, what could it I, mean? I have no idea. But doesn't, I don't know. Well, did, I appreciate I, your has anybody Has anybody me. asked her? I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't you think somebody should ask her? Okay. Like, I, I'm not, I just said I don't know, and I don't know what to make of it, so I have nothing yeah, but, to say uh, about it. Okay, stop there for a second. Yeah. All right, if we're just having a regular conversation, which I'm guessing that's what that format should be, right? Come on, man. Yeah. You got this text, okay, 
from Hunter saying to the sister, I got to give Pop 50%. Well, I don't know what that means. Do you have a brain? Right. What do you think it could possibly mean? 50% of what? My stash? I don't think that's what he's talking about. <laughs> Just imagine that in any other circumstance in life. Like, let's say your significant other gets a text message that says, oh, yeah, by the way, my secret boyfriend has to get 50% of my income. What? Wouldn't you pretty much assume that something was wrong in your relationship? I have no idea what that yeah, means. No normal person would be like, well, that's just circumstantial evidence. No, you'd be like, I want to know more. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of pops in the world that didn't indicate which pop right. or who's pop. <laughs> Maybe he was talking about corn pop. You never know. know. Pop on pop. We don't Soccer know. Soccer Seuss, we don't right. know. Popeye. So, so then this goes on. Yeah, what, but doesn't what do you want me to say? Yeah, but you say there's no evidence, no evidence. But then there's a text message where he says, "I give Pop fifty percent of my money." That's that's evidence. Okay, well, what? Do you, okay, fine, fine. So it's evidence. I appreciate you having me on. It doesn't. It, that something like that. Who do you think is more? I I listen to that and saying, "Am okay, I? Am I? What, you, you can figure you, it I think, out." I feel you want me to leave, like just walk out in the middle of this, because you can that go. way you can you, like can, you can go. Right. Is this a standard? Really, this is the way the Washington Post handles people who disagree yeah, when with I, them. Yeah, when I agree to be on for forty-five minutes, go, go, and then go. I get on for an hour and fifteen. Yeah, go, that after a while go, I go. Go. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, my time's valuable. I got to go back to being a shill for the left. Oh yeah, the Democratic Party. Jeez, but how the, embarrassing. Yeah, he melted down on Twitter later, claiming, well, that was a waste of my time, my precious time. Um, and he said he was being asked dim-witted questions and even accused the guy of editing in different clips to make him look bad. I mean, it, 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 we've talked about this a lot, that one of the reasons why the left is so shrill these days is because mm -hmm. they know they can't. There are many positions that they take that they can't defend. Absolutely correct. And so they just freak out. You heard it there. That's a really good example of this, where that's a totally reasonable topic of conversation. And yes, it I is. don't even care if you voted for Joe Biden, but are, are you are you seriously going to sit there and say, well, I don't really know anything about it. And I'm going to play dumb about this when there is actually evidence that Hunter Biden was talking about sharing half of his income with his dad. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> You're, you don't see that as problematic at all. You know what it sounds like to me, honestly? It's like when you catch one of your teenage kids in a lie. You're starting to catch them in the lie. They're starting to go in circles, and the panic sets in. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it means. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. That's a great analogy. It, it, absolutely, yeah. And, and then they yeah. just get frustrated, yeah, right. and they get more emotional. And, and they get, get mad. I think you just want me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even want to talk. Right, right. You're a freaking baby. You're supposed to be an award-winning journalist. What a joke. Philip Bump. Bump. Okay. Oh, did you see Joe Biden? Yeah. She has COVID. What's yeah. the deal? Did she not get oh. Did she not get boosted? She's had 67 yeah. boosters. Yeah, hasn't she's she? had she's had oh. all the boosters. Uh, and by the way, it is Dr. First Lady Dr. Jill Biden. Yeah. Get it right. I, you have to say doctor twice to make up for all the knuckle draggers that that will not recognize that she has a uh, a, a doctorate in education. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with Whoopi. I think they should put her at the head of, you know, all of our health. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, she has tested positive again for COVID-19. Dr. First Lady Dr. Jill Biden has. Uh, president Biden administered a COVID test. The president tested negative. The president will test at a regular cadence, they say, this week and monitor for symptoms. Uh, I don't care if he tests for COVID or not. How about senility? How about his mind? Why don't they release that? 
Can you stick a swab up his nose for that? <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, you don't really have to go all that far before brain matter starts coming out the nostril. <laughs> so, God, yes. Just talk to him for a while. I think, yeah. I think you'll know the answer to the yeah. test more than likely. All right. Lots to get to. Um, gosh dang it. Some idiot politician. Yes, Trump is ineligible to run for president. The guy that's lied again and again and again. We'll get to that. And an update on a NASCAR controversy straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, what is this? Welcome back to Torture, David. You got a clip of Adam Schiff got to sit through. Uh, Golly! Yeah, well, the new way the left is trying to take Donald Trump out of the 2024 presidential conversation is by, well, straight up just saying we should ban him from running for office or, or, for or what? claiming office. What, what they're claiming is under the terms of the 14th Amendment, he cannot hold public office. And this has to do with supporting or taking part in an insurrection. Now, He's not charged with that. No, but, well, it was included to keep Confederate generals and politicians from holding office after the Civil War. I mean, it was a punishment for anybody who was leading an open rebellion and, a, well, a hot war against the United States of America. It's a very weak and desperate argument to try to apply that language to Donald Trump and January 6th and all that stuff. But now... <sighs> Even elected Democrats are saying it makes sense. Here's Adam Schiff speaking on MSNBC. Oh, goodness. I think it is a valid argument. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the 14th Amendment, uh, Section 3, is pretty clear. If you engage yeah. in acts of insurrection or rebellion against the government, or you give aid and comfort to those who do, uh -huh. you are disqualified from running. It doesn't require that you be convicted of insurrection. Uh, it just requires that uh, you have engaged in these acts. It's a disqualification from that holding we feel office like it again. Is. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. And it fits Donald Trump to a mm -hmm. T. Okay. <laughs> have to be convicted of it. We just have to think it. I don't understand why this guy still is brought on to give commentary on anything, honestly. Well, because the left sees him as still having credibility. He fought the good fight against Orange Man. Mm -hmm. The Trump campaign colluded with Russia. Yes. This is part of a concerted uh, Russian influence operation that it that never stopped. There's plenty of evidence of collusion. No, there never was. Yeah, and, and <laughs> there me, never was. Right, All credibility's well. gone with this clown. Well, it, to me personally, I mean, trying to take down a sitting president by knowingly lying about him being a foreign spy yes. is much closer to insurrection than anything that happened during the Capitol riot. Agree. By the way, you want to laugh? I got a couple of things. One, after I hear that, I do just want to enjoy hearing Trump go after Schiff a little bit. I had forgot about this, to be honest. I watched this Adam Schiff the other day, Shifty Schiff. Guy's nothing. He's nothing. We call him watermelon head. He's a perfect shape of it. See, that's all I want to do. I figured that would make Robbins laugh, and it absolutely I, did. I had forgotten all about watermelon head. <laughs> <laughs> I watched him for two and a half years stand up at a podium just like this or stand in front of the press. It is terrible what President Trump has done with his relationship with Russia. I'm saying Russia. What the hell do I have to do with Russia? <laughs> Sorry, that just cracks me up. And you know what else I forgot? That, you know, the whole January 6th, the hearings, all that stuff, when we talk about Kinzinger when he wept. Oh, yeah. You guys held? <laughs> I forgot Schiff cried, too. Yeah, both Adams cried. Yes, they did. Um, 
This dude, listen. And if we're so driven by bigotry and hate that we attack our fellow citizens as traitors. Oh. If they're born in another country or they don't look like us. And then there's this silence. He's trying to hold it together. <laughs> He's like <laughs> smacking his lips. <laughs> right there, there was something that I had not. And God help us. I had not heard before. Huh. And I'm like, was that like a triple intake when you're really upset? The old. <gasps> Yeah. Was it one of those? Sounds like it. And so I took that little piece of audio. And I took the volume up just a little. I think you can hear it. <laughs> he did! That was a quadruple intake. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Oh, yeah. One, two, three, four. You can hear four. it. Four. I think it's four. I think you're right, it's... David. Four. <laughs> yep. You're get, right. Get Dennis on the phone, man. Oh, my God. That, that, that's four. But I have faith. Get on with it, watermelon head. Because yeah, of folks like you. <laughs> you know what, man? Maybe all those weirdo lefties in public education all across the United States are right. They need to start stocking the men's restrooms with tampons, don't they? Oh, it sounded like he was, like, on his period. For sure. Yeah. A little emotional. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, wanted to bring this up real quick. Mentioned this uh, NASCAR, a little controversy. Remember we talked about this Daily Wire? It's talking about this racial requirement for internship? Yeah. 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 Like, it, yep, it's open out there. Yeah, I saw that. If you're yeah. female or if you're Pacific Islander or black or Hispanic, pretty much anybody but a white male. You could have just said that. It would have made it easier. It would have. Yeah. And Daily Wire had the story like, hey, what is this? This is like illegal. You can't do that. All of a sudden, NASCAR is taking down that requirement for internship. Oops. On their diversity internship program that, again, discriminated against white applicants. So good for them, man. You point it out, put a little pressure on. Yeah, it shouldn't have been up to begin with. Yeah, though, you know? I don't understand NASCAR and hockey with yeah. all the DEI stuff. But and going woke. NASCAR hockey, they don't know their audience. They clearly don't know who it's is, not that is it is forces way beyond that, dude. But good lord, man. Well, it's it's also crazy just because of who is actually a participant in the sport, too. Yes. Like yeah. all of this, all of these like social justice warrior things. I mean, I, I'm not sitting here saying anybody's openly like racist or anything like that, but they don't they don't do the woke stuff. No. No. Goodness gracious, no. So just wanted to bring that up. David, you got a story about the Mexican the Mexican government setting up a Berlin Wall piece in protest. We yeah. gotta get to that. Much more coming up right here. David Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, what's this story about the Mexican government, David? Yeah, the Mexican government put a piece of the Berlin Wall just outside of the US Mexico border in Tijuana. Apparently it's in uh it's in protest of something the mayor of tijuana and a uh, and the former foreign secretary for the uh, nation of mexico installed the piece of the soviet wall during a ceremony last month the plaque near its base reads uh may this be a lesson to build a society that knocks down walls and builds bridges I think the the lesson there is that even though, I mean, the Berlin Wall was an evil implement of, of communism meant to keep people in, not keep people out, it does absolutely true that, prove true that walls work. Yes. I thought, I thought the exact same thing when I read that story. Well, 
it worked. Yeah, I can't help it because I just saw a story about this dude here illegally in New York. Yeah. He's been arrested six times on 14 different different charges. Yeah. What are we doing? What does it take to get deported out of here? Like, go back. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. Well, and then the government's going to make this sort of statement about bridges and whatever. Shut up. It is, man. It is insane what we're seeing happen all over the place. And finally, as we've talked about many times, when it happens to New York City and Washington, D.C. and Chicago, and all of a sudden the media starting to pay attention. Hey, we've got a problem in this country with too many people here illegally. We can't take the influx. Yeah. But old walls are evil. Give me a break. By the way, completely different story, and this doesn't have to do with illegal immigration. This has to do with homelessness. But in my mind, sometimes I'm thinking all these people on the left talking about, we need to be welcoming to people. We've got a freaking homeless problem. What are you going to do about that? You haven't solved that. It's, It's off the hook, too. I mean, it's completely off the hook. Yes. Everywhere. All the policies the left wants to play, they don't work. No. And you think, okay, you're looking at Portland, you're looking at San Francisco and Seattle and L.A. and on it goes. You wouldn't expect Casper, Wyoming. I, You're right. This is a weird story, but yes. So the mayor there is talking about the homeless population in his city. He did an interview with Cowboy State Daily. Paper. His name is Bruce Nell. He said there's roughly 200 homeless people residing there, and they've created a mess. He said city staffers had to clean up roughly 500 pounds of human feces God, downtown, geez. where a sizable portion of the homeless population loiters while others stay in nearby parks or sleep in their cars. He said it's an absolute mess. And part of the reason why is he thinks there's a certain part of this homeless population um, they came because it's been pretty welcoming as far as we've got this shelter and, you know, we're trying to help people, you know, get their life back together. Well, people go there, then they find out what there's rules. Well, I don't want these rules. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain part of this population, whether substance abuse, mental illness, whatever. Um, but they don't want to conform to society's rules. When we do that, they're not allowed to go into the shelter, which means they're just out and about in our community raising hell. So part of this story, they show pictures of this former Econo Lodge motel there in Casper. It is decimated wow. from all the squatters. Millions of dollars in damage. So they destroyed everything. It's horrible. It was unsafe. Um, so I, again, man... He is saying, all right, our police, we got to do something different. Okay, they're causing too many problems, and the police need to get some teeth to start dealing with the squatting. Because if not, if people know they can just go there, it will be like another one of those cities like San Francisco, Portland, whatever, where people are like, yeah, well, we'll go there, and we'll just kind of get taken care of. Well, they they don't have the same amount of resources uh, that larger cities have, and larger cities are out of resources as well to provide. So, I mean, this is, that's a real problem. Well, you're making a fatal mistake if you don't think this stuff is not coming to your town eventually. It is. You know what? Who would have ever thought Casper, Wyoming would be a destination, right? That's the point, right? Isn't that crazy? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's coming to you, too. 
So I'll then bring up the question. This is happening in your town. Mayor Robbins, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to I'm going to send them to a welcoming city or state. So you would do like Abbott did in Damn Texas, right, and you'd hey, listen, bust them to San Fran. If you want to get anybody's attention, and they're getting attention now, all of a sudden, the attention is more focused on this outrageous uh, illegal immigration crisis we have in this country, only when those states had to share the burden. Then all of a sudden, it's a problem. Okay, just consider this crazy talk, just thinking out loud. Okay, it used to be you could just sleep on a park bench. You couldn't do drugs in the open. No. Right? What would happen? You get locked up. Is that cruel and unusual punishment now for no. people? What did we learn from Andy Griffith on Mayberry a long time ago? <laughs> Otis is out drunk, raising hell. He gets locked up. He actually walked in and took the key because it was a comfortable Because he cot. knew that Andy would come get him eventually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't know if we're going with the Andy Griffith wisdom here or today's no, but, problem, Scott. The problem, he, Andy solved it in a little town called Mayberry. Town drunk, goes to, goes to jail. Okay. So it sobers up, So you're saying home. jail is the answer. I don't know what the answer is, but it sure as hell isn't well, where I, they are now. Yeah, I, I like the idea of the reverse busing because, remember, I mean, a lot of the larger cities that have been dealing with a homeless problem for a long time had controversial bus programs where they would ship them out of places like Seattle and Portland. Yeah. Send them yeah. somewhere else uh, to sort of triage the immediate concern on the street. So, right. I mean, I, I do like the idea of just saying, all right, we're going to send them to Martha's Vineyard. I mean, do something like that. Because then, I mean, what what happens? You're not you're not talking about even migrants at this point. You're talking about United States citizens. Either that or you just get a bullhorn and walk into the Econo Lodge and say, don't you know Bidenomics is working well, dude, yeah. when you when you have drug addicts like this, the story ends one of two ways, or I guess you could say three. You you figure out a way to get off drugs, or you end up incarcerated or dead, or you find the people selling or supplying the drugs, and the punishment is so harsh you don't they don't want to do it anymore. Well, that's fine, but still, for the drug addicts that are homeless, yeah, yeah. yes, you may have to put them in jail. <laughs> Man, that's really cruel. Well, what are you going to do? Just have every town destroyed? Yeah, because that's what's happening. Absolutely. All right, we got to move on to other things. You know what time it is. Do this every day, right around this time. Go around the table. May not be the biggest story that uh, you saw out there today, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Uh, the attending physician of uh, Congress has apparently informed Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell that, well, there's nothing really wrong with you. This is incredible. I mean, so Mitch McConnell, the uh, top Republican in the, in the Senate, has had a couple of episodes where he just totally freezes up. Yes. Uh, and we know that it happens more often than what we've seen in the last month or so because no one around him actually seems all that surprised or no. concerned. No. I mean, if out of nowhere, Scott just started, you know, if he started Freezing a sentence up. and then just went and. Um, yeah. You were just silent for 30 seconds. Somebody would jump I'd in. I'd call 911. Well, like, yeah, okay, something's we got wrong. It. There's an emergency here. But apparently it's a very common occurrence. But, yeah, the uh, attending physician of Congress says, my medical examination of you following your episode included several medical evaluations. Uh, brain MRI imaging, EEG study, and consultation with several neurologists, blah, blah, blah. And there's no evidence 
that you have a seizure disorder or that you have experienced a stroke, what's called a TIA as well, or uh, movement disorder such as Parkinson's. There are no charge, uh, changes recommended in treatment protocols as you continue to recover from your March 2023 fall. Okay. I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. No. No, I don't either. But Something happened. Something what? happened. Are they saying this could be the effect of the concussion? No, yeah, they're not even yeah, saying that, that are they? Oh, well, yeah, they did say that? Okay. Yeah, apparently that that's the, the story that they're going with, that because he had that concussion, he blanks out all these months later. Because the, the, the concussion was like six months ago. Yes. And it's one of those things. Maybe it's possible, but, but I mean, that doesn't seem to have been a storyline until fairly recently. Man. Okay. All right. So are they trying to say that just happens with concussions? Because if that's true, I've never heard of that. I had a basal skull fracture about 30 years ago. Never just went blank for 30 seconds. Now I may have spoken some nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it still happens. But not like freezing like Mitch did. No. I'm with you, David. I don't believe it. No, I don't believe it either. There's something else going on there. What's your story, Scott? Uh, my story today is in Connecticut. Connecticut's law enforcement have been rocked by a potential scandal there. Officers have been reporting traffic stops. An audit exposed a pattern of state troopers manipulating the records to make themselves appear to be more productive. Uh-oh. The report reveals that at least 100 officers were fabricating traffic reports to boost their numbers. The uh, revelation has raised eyebrows about the productivity of the officers, of course. A recent audit also described a pattern of record manipulation, said there was a high likelihood that at least 25,968 recounted stops between 14 and 21 were false. As many as 56,000 may have been, at a minimum, inaccurate. So they're looking to boost their numbers so they fake all these traffic stops. And, wow. uh, and so they found out, they said, you know, well, the people may not trust the Connecticut state troopers anymore with that, with any information at all. Wow. They also said That's that wild. mask stopped the virus. <laughs> I made that part up, by the way. Yeah, I figured. Okay. All right. I did figure that. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll just go ahead and get this out of the way. This was a wild story. You're on a flight. You're going to Barcelona, right? Leaving from Atlanta. Probably thinking, man, I'm really looking forward to going there, you know, seeing the sights, whatever. You're rolling all of a sudden. The plane's turning around. Uh-oh. What's going on? Well, apparently there was a passenger that uh, had the Rhea. Mm. Oh, mm. Of the no. Dia variety? Oh, Correct. No. Um, and unfortunately, the situation wasn't contained to the lavatories. No, no. Oh, no. Oh. Might have tried to make it there, but maybe, mm. maybe left a trail of evidence. Boy, howdy. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, we do have actual audio um, oh, of the man. Right. <laughs> no. No, oh. no, no. This is talking about a medical issue. I mean, you got to oh, call the flight man. tower and let them know, you know, oh, sort oh, of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. This isn't a joke, by the all way. Right, all right. All right. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so. They want us to come back to Atlanta. Yeah. Let's trail all the way through the airport. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's terrible. Wow. No, I, I get that. Yeah, turn around the flight. I, I'm okay with that if I'm on the plane. 
somebody's having the Hershey squirts on the uh, on the plane, I'm not going to be flying over the Atlantic Ocean with that person. Two hours into the flight, though, man. Yeah, but yeah. Just my luck, I'd be in the middle seat, too. <laughs> Golly. Well, they, Delta didn't give a whole lot of details. They just said it was a medical issue. Uh, the plane was deep cleaned in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, so, it, yeah, eight hours later, but then they got the audio of the actual call there, and it pretty much told you everything. Biohazard. <laughs> yeah, it, well, well, technically, yeah. It's one of those things. Okay, so you could have been worse over the weekend. Always. Um, okay, masks don't work, but they can still work, says Fauci. We'll try to make sense of that. Much more coming up right here. All right. Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. COVID making a comeback, it seems. More talk about it. Maybe we got to have to lock some stuff down. Might have to mask up, Scotty. I'm not doing it. Well, yeah, the, of course it's going to come roaring back. We've got a president. Uh, we got a presidential election to rig. I mean, when free and fairly. Yeah, Fauci came, popped out of the wormhole, didn't he? Yeah, he's he did. making the rounds again. Yeah, he was on uh, ABC and CNN. Oh, I'm yep. sorry, CNN, not ABC. CNN. Yeah, um, yeah, Biden's going to get 82 million <laughs> votes this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, well, we talked about this last month. We have an update to it because Anthony Fauci has weighed in on it. There was this massive review on how widespread masking helped with the pandemic, and the short answer is it didn't. I mean, the lead researcher, a guy from Oxford, disinformation. Okay. <laughs> guy from Oxford is like, yeah, no, they, the masking didn't do anything. And then so the interviewer asked, hey, what? well, what about like high quality N95s? And he goes, no, didn't do anything uh, in, in terms of go. like the, the mandated masking and widespread masking. It doesn't really do anything. Um, yep. Dr. Anthony Fauci, though, told us to wear two masks at one point was asked about this on CNN. Oh. Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. If it, if it, it, does, it just doesn't show up. It's just that one person anecdotally. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. That makes sense. no sense. If it, doesn't, if it doesn't work on a larger scale, how does it work on a smaller scale? That, well, yeah. I, yeah, that's the follow-up question, isn't it? Well, it, and their whole thesis has been it only works if everybody does it. <laughs> right. Okay. You know what I notice? No one's saying right now, all of these experts talking about we might have to do this again, we might have to do that again. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone saying, you know what, you should take a look at yourself and give yourself a health assessment. You know, know what your weight is, what would be a good level of weight for you to be at. You know, really log your exercise daily. See how much exercise you're getting. Mm -hmm. Because if this thing, you know, hits again, you're going to want to be in the best physical shape possible. Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to be morbidly obese because we know from last time, those people, especially, you know, under the age of whatever, 60, were affected by this disproportionately when you just look at the overall yeah citizenship of the world i know i know one person who was told that is a lady in my neighborhood who's lost like 150 pounds just by going on, on walking 
and Good not eating junk food. It's incredible to watch her journey. And it's because her doctor said, if you get COVID, you're going to die because you're way too fat. And it worked. But wow. that hurt somebody's feelings. No, that that's what you should be saying right now, but they won't do it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Gamp, Scott Robbins. Yep. As the world is going down the toilet, you got to have fun. You sure. got to laugh a little, huh? Well, we do. Yeah. Now nah, there's a world to save. It can be saved. There is a whole lot going on. That's what Joe Biden said. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on. That's why I never visited East Palestine. Yeah. yeah well, it's the craziest response. Yeah, There's a back, lot going on. Yeah. Back in March, Joe Biden said he would get over to East Palestine, Ohio, the site of the train derailment that resulted in a massive chemical spill. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still hasn't gone, and he was asked about it. Here's what he had to say. Okay. Well, I haven't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. There's a lot going on here and i just haven't been able to break i was thinking whether i'd go to east palestine this week but i then was reminded i've got to go literally around the world right, how many weeks you've been on vacation bro right, right. I, I love that i'd i'd love to go to east palestine i thought i was going to do it this week but wouldn't you know it uh out of nowhere comes an international trip how about sure. that come on i'm going from uh from washington to india to vietnam to and so I, it's going to be wild. Hmm. I like how he got he got two on the list and was like, and uh, some other place. I don't know. Yeah, wherever they tell me, and I'll say what they tell me to say. Gosh. I'll try to read it at least. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meanwhile, a uh, story about college students. Yeah. Have a little problem with basic math, apparently. Apparently college students are struggling with basic math. George Mason University has actually started a math boot camp during the summers because underclassmen need to relearn algebra and things like that. And we're we're talking about STEM students, people going into fields that require knowing basic math. And one of the stories that was told in this ABC News report was about a, a guy who had... Uh, done very well in more advanced math but then when it came to like basic things like like high school algebra he failed and how can that be well part of it is because in high school a lot of their a lot of the people entering college now i mean you think about it depending on where you lived you may not have really had a high school experience you may not have had for the most part in-person learning I think there are deeper issues with that, uh, with that that go beyond even pandemic shutdowns. I mean, just passing people along in, in right. public education. I mean, I think that that's been something that's been going on for years, and we may be seeing the fruits of that. Uh, well, lack of labor, but yeah, but but I mean, there's no question. The obvious elephant in the room with this is is keeping kids out of school during the pandemic. <laughs> and so more and more students are being pay- placed into pre-college math, starting a semester or more behind uh, for their majors. Even if they get credit for lower level classes, they, they won't be able to progress quickly enough to get to their in-major stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know this was all predicted. 
Yeah. And yet here it is, it comes around and you're seeing the fruit of all of that now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is it the way they're teaching it earlier on? What is it? And you're like, no, it's the pandemic, you dummy. I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about well, that. I, I think it is that. And then also, honestly, I mean, any anybody who is in education will tell you, anybody who's an honest dealer will tell you that there have been slippage in, in standards even before the pandemic um, in what qualifies as getting you to pass you know and and where you can't fail a student you know you got oh, yeah. more and more tries at a test and and whatnot and i sent you all this uh earlier this morning but uh somebody i know who's in education sent me a picture of a, a fourth grader's essay now you i don't about, know how to describe that to someone yeah if you think about it this fourth grader at this point has never really had this may be his or her first normal school year. Yeah. You know, without no hybrid stuff, no non-mask stuff. And, yeah, the essay, dude, I can't, I can't even read it out loud. You're not even talking about – you're not even talking about casual misspellings. Some of the letters aren't English. It's, no, it's like – backwards e's and backwards a's and i'm like is there something wrong with this poor kid because no. you it's like it's in a different language yeah there there's some of it that does it, it looks like i don't know greek or something like a like somebody's yes. passing attempt at uh some dead language even not even just greek i mean like i i, I have no like something you would find on the dead sea scrolls or something i mean it's, it's or joining a fraternity yeah it is hmm. it is just wild to see this I would try to read it out loud, but I really can't make out what no. this kid is writing. And this is not a this is not a kid who's in a special education environment. No. This is a kid who comes from a pretty well off family, uh, in a good school district. But you know, when the pandemic hits, when they're in first grade ish, and yeah. you try to go remote for a while, then you try to do hybrid stuff, and there are so many disruptions in the classroom. This kid is in fourth grade, and he, he's not a dumb kid. But he, no. he he can't write. He can't write in English. No. At, at in fourth grade, it's astounding. That's why homeschool is, has exploded. And I've noticed, oh, man. A lot schools. of places around, yeah, uh, the country. There are a lot of private schools popping up. If somebody runs Christian a Christian school, school, then they've got yeah. a waiting list to get in. Yeah. I mean, they're at they're bursting at the seams in terms of enrollment. Yeah. Yep. Then you totally and understand again, why. And again, the problem with that is, and there really is no problem with it, but the problem with that is it's the people who can afford to send their kids to a private school. Yeah, I've noticed that people are trying to make it more to, more affordable well, if possible. That's but where vouchers tough. come in, right? It is. I mean, that's where giving everybody the same opportunity to get away from the poison. But yes, that's one of the things, yeah. honestly, the Republicans should be talking about to give kids an equal opportunity for yeah. school choice. Yeah. It really should. Mm-hmm. Okay, you had a different story here, but as far as education, libraries, yeah. important to kids. That's what we're always told. Well, there, so there was a big communist gathering, and I mean that literally. They, they call themselves socialists and, com- and communists. Okay. They, they address each other as comrade oh, at boy. this, at this uh, get-together. A psychologist and writer named Carolyn Morisenko went undercover to scope out what was being talked about. One of the people in attendance was a woman named Emily Drabinsky. She's the head of the American Library Association, which has been screaming. We just talked about her last week. Yeah, yeah we did. She's yeah. been screaming about banned books and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then here we go. This is why 
I laugh whenever somebody chimes in and says, why do you call these people communists? No, because they're literally communists. They Roll talk it. about it. They'll tell you. <laughs> What's she say there? Uh, she's saying she's talking about how public schools and libraries need to be there needs to be cooperation to make sure that they are proper socialist organizing venues. Okay. Gosh. Could you make that out, Scott? No. Okay. I felt like the old guy on the no, show. Sorry. Huh? What's that? I don't know. What'd you say? Hello? We need some help in the, in the library. We need to be on the agenda for organizing. So. What's that they again, be, youngster? They need to be on the agenda uh, for socialist organizing. Libraries need to be. Why do you call them communists? I don't know. Maybe because they are communists. Wow. <laughs> well, you got to at least appreciate the honesty, even if it's behind closed doors. Right. Wow. Totally different story, and there's a reason I'm bringing it up. The story is the pitcher from the Dodgers that was arrested on suspicion of domestic violence. Mm. You know who it is, Scott? Julio Urias? Yes. Okay, he's 27, um, citing jail records. He was booked around 1 a.m. the other day, uh, then released on $50,000 bond, court date September 27th. Okay. He had been in trouble before, but never charged with anything like a few years ago. Allegedly pushed a woman down in the parking lot after a game or something. Right? Yeah. The reason I bring it up, I know nothing about this dude other than this story. Yeah, I don't either, really. No. Okay. There was a whole piece in the L.A. Times of how the Dodgers should never let this guy pitch for them ever again. Based on an accusation? That's what I'm asking. What? Now, he was arrested on suspicion of domestic violence. I'm not saying he did or didn't do anything. But if there's an accusation and this happens, is that what should happen? No. That the organization says, you're done? It, no. Haven't we? And she could be telling the truth. He could be an awful guy. I don't know. But there's been enough news stories where there's been accusations that there was nothing to the Accuser was a liar. And I'm not saying, again, that this accuser was a liar, but we've seen that story play out many different times. Yeah. What have the Dodgers done? Have they decided on anything yet? I mean, have they put him on probation or? They, they're aware of an incident. Yeah. Be interesting because they're, in the, they're going to go in the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. While we attempt to learn all the facts, he will not be traveling with the team. The organization has yeah, no see? further comment yeah. at this time. Yep. Man, if if his you said his trial date was until December, uh, September twenty seventh. Okay. Now he was previously arrested on suspicion of misdemeanor domestic battery. That was twenty nineteen. I mentioned seeing pushing a woman to the ground. Having a history doesn't help, that's for sure. But he didn't face any charges in connection to that case. But he was suspended for twenty games under Major League Baseball's uh, joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy says, although the authorities determined no charges of any kind were warranted, he said at the time, I accept responsibility for what I believe was my inappropriate conduct during the incident. Even in this instance where there was no injury or history of violence, I understand and agree major league players should be held to a higher standard. So I just see yeah. that sort of no, I know. opinion of never pitch again. Yeah. I don't know. 
Well, you let it play out. Yeah, you got to let it play out. I think there have been too many of these instances where the claims have fallen apart. I mean, Trevor Bauer in Major League Baseball is one of the one of the obviously biggest, most recent examples of this, where this guy gets gets pummeled by the league because he allegedly beat up some woman or something in, in bed, and then he brings the receipts and says, "Yeah, it was rough." She wanted it to be rough. That was a crazy thing, man. Crazy. And it, it's one of those like, geez, man, I wish you could have kept that in the bedroom. But I mean, she she left him no choice than to provide the receipts where this was a mutual thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. And then you, I mean, you look at the guy in a completely different way. At least I do. Like, what's wrong with you, man? Yeah. At the same time, all the accusations didn't really hold up. No. I think Major League Baseball hates Trevor Bauer worse than Scott Robbins. Well, they didn't ban me. I can go to games. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, another story going to the other coast, New York. Uh, there's new tourism, David. Yeah, New York City is apparently now so overrun with rats that tour guides are offering trips to see the worst rodent-infested areas. Wow. <laughs> From the Daily Mail, it's rat tourism. Latest attraction be launched in the Big Apple. Uh, there's also, uh, so you get guided walks around different boroughs, including also Central Park, the subway system near Rockefeller Center, Times Square, Chinatown. And then meanwhile, tens of thousands of people are tuning into something called Rat Talk. That's TikTok channels taking viewers through the city, showing how many rats are living in New York. Yeah. <laughs> One guy has built up a, about a quarter million uh, people strong audience focusing on the most quote attractive places for tourists to visit after he began live streaming rats running around outside of a building in Queens. Yeah, you can buy a rat hat when you're done too. And they make they make those hats out of rat hair. All right, I can see it in your eyes. I'll just give it to you. Right there. I know you wanted it. There you go. Fine. At least guy. No, that was the Geico commercial. Rat is back. The rat <laughs> tourism. Oh my goodness, man. Well, you know. New York has that. a brand, right? That's what Eric Adams said. <laughs> Apparently it's garbage and rodents. They're no longer known as the Mets, folks. <laughs> rat. Oh, okay. Uh, a story about a grocery store in DC you seriously won't believe. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, grocery store in D.C. Oh, yeah. Uh, giant food. They've got 165 supermarkets around D.C., Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. Uh, they haven't closed any stores, but they have been trying to deal with a massive problem with shoplifting, especially in D.C. Okay. Well, there's one in what is, well, maybe referred to as a food desert in the D.C. area. Okay. It's like a, a part of the city where it's like 80,000 people there, and it's the only grocery store. Okay. Well, they're not closing down, but they have invested in a whole lot more security, and that hasn't stopped it. So what they're doing is they're pulling name-brand items off the shelf. Well, first of all, hiring more security, that's racist. Right. Well, obviously, yeah. And then pulling the name-brands, that's also racist. Right. 
Or yeah, they're they're taking uh, I mean things like Tide laundry detergent, Schick razor blades, Dove soap, Degree deodorant, Pantene shampoo, etc. They're taking it off the shelf because at the end of the day, you know that's the stuff that's getting stolen the most often, and then it costs them more money. So if you steal the generic, whatever, who cares? You know, it's basically just putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound, but we'll see if this pans out for them. So, like, say for soap, if it's just a, like, black box and in white print it says soap, yeah, and that's it, they're thinking that won't get stolen as much? Yeah, well, part of it, and there's reason to believe that, and because it's yeah. not about the material, it's about the name brand, which people turn around and sell on the street. Got it. Yeah. But, you know, anecdotally, somewhat related to this, just talking about people stealing, there's been so many of the smash and grabs, jewelry stores. Did anyone see any of the news coverage where the family that owned this jewelry store mm-hmm. thought it might happen to them and they fought back? Yeah. You did see it. Yeah. Can you describe what you saw? I don't know if this is the right one or not, where they fought back. Yes. Yeah. And they started beating, beating this guy. Them with whatever they could get their the hands on. The stick over yeah. the head. Right. And, and the guy's trying to get away. He's a big guy. Like a mop handle or something, too. I mean, it was wild. Yeah, it's like the one lady is running out of the way, and they start, yeah. like, slugging him, and then yeah. they're they beating him over the head, and this guy's trying to get away. Yeah. Well, they they somebody had a hold of his shirt, and they, his shirt gets taken off. Yeah. All right. And I know one of the, you know, popular things to say from the left is, well, sometimes people are stealing because they need to eat. That dude did not need to eat. No, he didn't. His jugs were bouncing all over the place <laughs> trying to get away. Yes, they were. Once they got the shirt off. They I were. didn't need to see it, but you saw it, Scott. Oh, I think they were a weapon. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so good to see oh, finally yeah. someone fight back in mm. one of those scenes, and, man, he got away with nothing. It was great. It was. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, Biggest story today, David. Biggest story of the day is, for some reason, Anthony Fauci is crawling out of the out of out of the uh, out of the muck again to try to lie to people about what's happening with COVID. Meanwhile, well, there have been more documents unearthed that show that he knew exactly what was going on in that lab in Wuhan, and knew that they were funding yep. gain of function research. And this it's another guy. brick in the wall. And and here we go. It's off to the races again with Anthony Fauci being caught in lies, and very few people are willing to hold him to account. Well, and for the uninformed people in America, well over 50%, they don't know that this guy's a fraud. I don't even think they know how much he has lied to them. But we will get to that, and much more. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. So Fauci's worried that people won't listen to us about COVID. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after this guy's <laughs> been be busted lying yeah. time and time again. Yeah, we're, we're all supposed to be freaking out about some new COVID variant and the talk of masking is coming back. The president's going to be masking indoors now because Dr. First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden has the Rona. Um and again, there is a large study that was published just like last month. And the lead researcher, a guy from Oxford, not exactly Bob's knowledge world, uh, who said, yeah, masking didn't really do anything to help the first time around. Roll it. I am concerned that people will not abide by recommendations. And, and we're not talking about mandates or forcing anybody. But if, in fact, we get uh, to the yeah, point yeah, where the volume. Oh, of- stop with the crap. I, I'm so tired yeah. of that. 
Yes, you were. Of course you did. We're not talking about you. That's what you said before. (laughs) The point where the volume of cases is such and organizations like the CDC recommend CDC doesn't mandate anything. I mean, recommends that people wear masks. I would hope that they abide by the recommendation and take into account the risk to themselves and to their families. What about the studies that have said they don't work? Well, and also the whole sleight of hand of we don't mandate anything. Right. right? No, oh, come on. Yeah, you, that's, the, again, that, that's his usual go-to, or we don't really mandate things, but, hey, here's the thing, is that people were worshiping at the altar of St. Fauci and the CDC, and as far as not mandating anything, well, that's a straight-up lie. The CDC got taken to court because they mandated that property owners didn't have a right to collect on their investment. Remember that the whole yes. the, oh, the yeah. whole uh, uh, eviction ban or yes. a moratorium that was the CDC exercising federal power to tell people you couldn't evict people. Yeah, there are so many different things, and then with the vaccine, remember all of that no, too. Definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. But you, you did, did it. But then you did it. People lost their jobs. Your recommendation and liberal politicians in those states decided they were going to mandate it all. And again, man, I don't know exactly where Rand Paul is on all of this of holding him accountable. I don't know if that's in the works. But, I mean, there is more and more evidence coming out, David, that he knew exactly where this all started. Oh, yeah. And he just flat out lied, knowingly lied, not like, well, I didn't have the information. Yeah. No, he knew when he orchestrated the cover up. Yeah, and there's more documents that have been unveiled today that detail that he knew exactly that uh, why uh, certain money was going through EcoHealth Alliance into the Wuhan lab, and it was to promote gain of function research. I mean, we, we know this. and Yes, I know. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is, man. Is it you get an organization together that's almost <laughs> giving news updates to people that would never hear the truth? And if that's on social media or you buy actual commercial time during a Good Morning America or whatever it is to just tell people, do you know what the fact really is? Right. But then again, the networks may not even take your money. No. Uh, who knows? It is so frustrating. Meanwhile... You started talking about lockdowns and things like that. A lot of people think about, yeah, remember what they did to the schools? And I can remember the Chicago Teachers Union. They were doing the artistic dance crap. Oh, yeah, in- interpretive dance to not go back to school. Make it make sense is what they kept saying over and over again. And that's not a joke, actually. They were actually doing yes. interpretive dance as a form of protest because they didn't want to go back to school in January of 2021. It was unreal. Yeah, it was like a skit on a comedy show, it was. but it was it was reality. It was funnier than comedy shows. Yeah, very it, much so, yes. Does. Now you're telling me, David, the union president, the Chicago Teachers Union president, yeah. is sending her kids to school where? Oh, uh, private school. Yeah, she's, uh, really? she's also the vice president of the American Federation of Teachers, uh, <sighs> and she has, in the past, railed against school choice, including making this statement. School choice was actually the choice of racists. Right. It was created to avoid integrating schools with black children. She also called private schools segregation academies. Oh, my goodness. Well, 
what is the reality today? Why do you not want kids that might be black to be able to go to the school of their choice? Why are you keeping them from doing that? It Good seems question. like you're trying to box those little black kids up. Right. I mean, it sounds very racist. And I know that this lady is black, but we have, I, I, at least I have learned from national media and the Democrat Party that uh, black people can actually just be wearing the black face of white supremacy. We've been told that. Which yes. is apparently what she's doing. Well, Democratic Party was the party of the KKK, was it not? It was. Okay. Well, yeah, that's before they evolved. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. By the way, you know, I happen to see this story. Was this a twitchy? This is what's so frustrating about just discussions that you can have with people about different issues. With a lot of people on the far left, you can't even have the conversation because you can't argue with facts. So then they just go to calling you racist mm -hmm. or sexist, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Glenn Greenwald, independent journalist. Okay. I always considered him like 10 years ago. I would have considered him on the left. Yeah. Well, he was kind of on the left. I, right? Yeah. Okay. He tweets out the top two priorities of CIA and the U.S. security state. One, infinitely prolong the war in Ukraine to weaken Russia. Two, control online political speech to banish dissent. The liberal left overwhelmingly supports both. The few who oppose both, like he says at Cornell West, are demonized. The Democratic Party is the party of the CIA and FBI, the union of state and corporate power to censor the Internet, neoconservatives and neoconservatism, servitude to the corporate class at the expense of the working class, deranged disinformation campaigns, and put some graphs in there. So this leftist tweets back, my how far Glenn Greenwald has fallen from rogue journalists exposing the PRISM program to dim-hating far-right influencer. It makes absolutely no sense unless powerful, wealthy right-wingers have tucked him into their pockets. Okay. An incredible legacy ripped apart by hateful bias. Yeah. Okay, so Greenwald says, um, which of the views and causes I advocated in these tweets are ones I wasn't advocating 10 years ago? Four. Since you mentioned the Snowden reporting, maybe you didn't realize it at the time, but that also was grounded in the view that the U.S. security state was menacing and dangerous. And the far left, he says, you know, there's too many examples to cover in a tweet, but come on, you weren't this ultra, ultra biased, dim hating hack 10 years ago. Even the most casual reader could see that your lopsided call outs of misinformation and abuse of power is extremely suspect. And again, Greenwald says, how convenient that there are just too many examples for you to pick a few to substantiate your claim. Just give me two or three examples of views I endorse then that I now repudiate. They can't do it. No. There's never anything to back up an argument. It's only name calling. You're this. Emotions. It must be the far right that got into you. You're getting paid, whatever it is. It's just nonsense. Yeah. I want to talk about the actual issues. Well, you know, the great thing about life is I, I, I go along and you say to yourself, well, I'll probably I'll never do this or I'll never do that. And I always say, 
caution because life's not over yet. Life's right. not over yet. Case in point, Cornell West. <laughs> yes. I'm agreeing with Cornell West. What is going on? <laughs> what weird alternative universe are we in, right? Yes. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, dude, okay. Completely different. I saw this story somewhere else, but it goes along with the conversation that we're having right now. This was a conversation between Bill Maher and Joe Rogan. It sounds like us talking. I, I've heard this, yeah. I, I agree with you. Okay, so you already yeah. heard this. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's a few different clips. David, I'll let you pick um, because I don't think you've heard any of this yet, I correct? Uh, that's okay. right. All right. So we can talk about um, basically uh, Chicago murders. We'll save that one. Let's go uh, woke versus liberalism. Yeah. Okay. And see if, if some of these themes sound familiar. I'm, Strange. I'm always trying to make the case that liberal is a different animal than woke. Yeah. Because it is. And uh, you can be woke with all the nonsense that that now implies. Um, but don't say that somehow it's an extension of liberalism. Right. Because it's most often actually an undoing of liberalism. Okay, stop there. You've heard this, Scott. Yeah. There was right. no swearing, correct? Mm, oh, God, well, you're going to ask me that now? Finger close to the button just in case. All right. no, I, don't, I don't know. I think. Okay, go on. Oh, so you can have your points of view and your positions on these things, but don't try to piggyback on what I've always believed. I have always believed, as liberals do, for example, in a colorblind society. That the goal is to not see race at all anywhere for any reason. Yes. That's what liberals always believed all the way through. Obama, going back, Kennedy, everybody, Martin Luther King. And I would also say this. As a millennial, David, I don't know how you were raised. Mm -hmm. But at least as a Gen Xer, that's how you were raised, to try to not see color. And I was raised in a liberal household. And wasn't it the same thing? It was, Absolutely. Yes. My father was alive today. I don't know how he would react to what's going on in his own party. Okay. Fact. He goes yeah. on. That's not what the woke believe. They believe race is first and foremost the thing you should always see everywhere, which I find interesting because that used to be the position of the Ku Klux Klan, that we see race first and foremost everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, again, you can have that position, but don't say that's a liberal position. You're doing something very different. I think the idea behind it, I think I understand their idea. Well, the idea, okay. the whole idea behind it is raise people up. There's another clip that we'll get to a little bit later that talks about Chicago. <laughs> and with Chicago, it's that nobody will talk about, as far as murders go, that it's black on black crime. Because somehow if you bring that up, you're racist. That's insanity. Don't people want others to stop dying? Mm -hmm. You have to identify what the problem is before you can do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And people on the left, they won't do it. They don't even want to have the conversation. Instead of bringing up this fact, it's like, listen, if you want less death, okay, the cops aren't the issue. <laughs> you got to stop young black men from killing other black men. You're racist for bringing that up. How do you have a conversation with that person? But you've built that narrative for so long, you can't turn back now. Oh, I... I'll, ju I'll just add in here. I disagree with where I understand where he thinks he's coming from, Bill Maher. Mm -hmm. But liberal woke is a totally natural extension out of liberalism, at least in America, going into the 20th and then 21st century. Uh, it is about 
uh, it absolutely is about dividing people. It, 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 the basis is about asserting dominance through whatever means necessary. And woke is just a radical outcropping of what American liberal ideology has, has been certainly my entire lifetime. I'll let you have that conversation with Mar. Because to me, I don't even know how to argue back and forth what liberalism is supposed to be, mm-hmm. other than I thought it was about something else than what we're seeing right now. Well, liberalism was a party that was developed based on the working man and the middle and, and lower class right. people in this country. That's that morale, good Christian people, faith based people were Democrats. I knew a lot of them. Oh, growing up, yeah. You can't be that anymore. You can't be that anymore. It's upside down from your Christian beliefs, dude. You can't even talk about it anymore. I mean, it's gone completely off the rails, and and to think otherwise is just naive. It just is. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. This is Bill Clinton would be a Republican today. I've said this a hundred (laughs) times. It's absolutely true. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think that is true. Very interesting. Yeah, they throw him under the bus. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Do we solve anything? No, but we can all relate. It's just reality. A worldwide lithium shortage is coming. How about that electric car? That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. What is the story with the lithium shortage? Oh, yeah. Well, now, you know, we, we need lithium in order to make batteries that make, you know, electric vehicles go vroom or go whatever sound you want to attribute to them. Uh, Well, apparently there is going to be a worldwide lithium shortage, and it may be happening in just a couple of years. They're talking like 2025. We're going to be upside down, and then it'll get worse. so weird, man, because there's three goofy jamokes on the radio talked about this before. (laughs) There aren't a lot of mining operations, relatively speaking, around the world. And so, like in China, for example... They're building. They're really all in on the electric vehicle stuff, even though they've got just acres and acres of fields of rusting electric vehicles that nobody wants. Yeah, but they're still doing it because the right people are making money, and we're trying to copy that here in the United States. Well, hey, and when know. they're digging for the lithium, it's it's green friendly. Mm, it's really not. It's, no, it's not it's, at all. It's it, worse. Yeah, it's not not very good. Um, and so they're thinking, well, there aren't enough mines in the world, so by 2025. Maybe there will be a shortage, certainly by the end of the uh, uh, of the decade. There will be a shortage there. But the good news is that electric vehicles are definitely going to have their prices come down when that happens. Okay, okay that's actually not true. But No, it's not. It's not. My mind's already going here, and I apologize. But do you ever ask yourself or talking with people, and you're trying to figure out what's the end game? What are they really after? I mean, the governments, not just the United States, but around the world. So they want to eliminate cars, just people with the ability to travel. What? And then it's only people with a lot of money that are able to do it. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a combination of a couple of things. One, again, the right people can make a lot of money when governments decide yep. to invest heavily in one particular sector, even though yes. there's no, not much demand for it. And then the other thing is it's not about eliminating uh cars in particular it's about eliminating choices and freedoms yes yeah i think that flintstones were profits we're going to go back to driving with our feet right (laughs) (laughs) you know that'll help with the overweight thing too yeah yeah 
Yeah, I mean, you're going to be walking out of that food desert. You're going to be traveling quite a ways if you need to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Stomach is really hungry. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, Mitch McConnell, even after this freeze he had again last week, doctors are saying he's fine. Hey, he's fine. Why do you ask? That's not possible. What's the problem? He's not fine. That's not fine. Yeah, they... That's they, not fine. Yeah, they're, they're saying he didn't have a stroke or, or any other sort of neurological damage uh, uh, that would be more serious than the concussion he suffered back in March. So this is part of that? That... That's what we're being led to believe is that mm. he, he took a tumble, hit his head, and people uh, get concussed all the time. Yeah. I've never heard. Yep, and just expect within yeah. the you know next several months so you, there's going to be a freeze of the brain. Yeah, and for a good thirty, forty seconds they won't be able to speak. Well, mm. I, it's funny you mention that because I thought the same thing. I don't. I've known several people who've had concussions. Yes, I've known no one that that's happened to. Nope. No. I mean, I'm sure yeah. I would have heard about it. I would have thought. You wouldn't be able to drive or anything else. You freeze up while you're driving. It's almost like you can't trust these medical professionals. Exactly. It's almost like they're <laughs> lying. Oh, goodness. And with Biden, nothing wrong there. Nope. Oh, no. Not at no, all. No. Strength to 10, man. It is, it is kind of fascinating with the McConnell thing. I've seen so much written in the last week about Mitch McConnell, the top Republican in the Senate, freezing up for the second time in a month or so. Um, and whether or not he's too old, whether or not there's something else going on with him. And, and I, I don't mind those arguments at all. I think, yeah, clearly something is wrong, and I do have concerns about whether or not he's up for the job, although that was a pre-existing condition for me yeah. and Mitch McConnell. But I laugh because of the intensity of that conversation surrounding Mitch McConnell when no one really wants to talk about what's going on with Joe Biden. Exactly. Because Joe Biden, it's the, it's the smokescreen. They say, well, people feel like he's too old. Well, it's not about age mm-hmm. at all. It's about the fact that the guy can barely string a sentence together, and he makes crap up. He looks for dead people. He shakes hands with ghosts regularly. Well, I mean, we're talking about three years difference, correct, between yeah. Biden and Trump? I think that's right, yeah. 80 and 77. Mm-hmm. You got 73% of Americans saying Biden too old. 48% say Trump's too old. Okay, for all these people that are saying, well, yeah, Biden's too old, but Trump's not, it's not all of a sudden, yeah, once you hit 78 and a half, you're too old. <laughs> right. It's that there's a clear difference cognitively between these two yeah. people. Well, yeah, Joe tried to make a little joke out of it uh, during his speech in front of a labor union. Oh, that's what this was. Okay. They always go. These always go over really well, by the way. Well, you know, I've got all these different pieces of Biden audio, and I'm trying to find the one where he's actually, you know, coherent. And I don't oh, think this luck. is well. It's when I signed the bipartisan interlocution again, which no, that that's, that, was the that, that was not that bipartisan interlocution bill. 
<laughs> well, in fairness, how's your interlocution going? Mine's going I'm, great. I'm not Another sure. Biden win. Interlocution. Perfect. Okay. I'll tell you what. Someone said, you know, uh, that Biden, he's getting old, man. i tell you what. Well, guess what? Guess what? I can, You know, the only thing that comes today is a little bit of wisdom. I, 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 I've been doing this longer than anybody, and I guess what? I'm going to continue to do with your help. Guess what? That's one of his favorites. Yeah. Oh, boy. A lot of courage. Mm -hmm. Just remember, never back down, okay? Never backs down. Yeah, never. Backs? Spacks never down. Back down. You know what he meant. Never spacks down. You know. I well, one. earlier in the show, you were talking about, you know, electric vehicles, yeah. cars, the, you know, the future, that sort of thing. He's on top of it. For the automobile, automobile industry. No, no. Then the automobile industry. Yes. <laughs> automobile <laughs> industry. You, I don't think I've ever heard that one. <laughs> really? Then no. the automobile industry. Automobile industry. Yes. Yes. Of course. Everyone knows what he meant. Did Heck you yeah. read that thing about his biographer and how he's mad? Is this a setup to a joke? Being, no, he's being perceived as he says stupid, and uh, he's insecure about that. It's not a perception, dude. Right. It's well. Thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Never got around to thanking Mr. Pibb, though. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> Oh, goodness oh, gracious. Gosh, dang he does it. love <laughs> Mr. Goodbar, though. Yeah, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can do this all day. But he's fine. Oh, he's fine. Nothing wrong. Uh-uh. Not at all. All right. Meanwhile, Trump, uh, yeah, you know what? He may not even be able to run. He, This 14th Amendment, that might be a good way to stop him. That's what the yeah. left is saying right yeah, now. Yeah, well, there's a provision in the 14th Amendment, which was crafted after the Civil War in the context of an actual insurrection and rebellion against the United States of America that talks about barring people from holding public office if they had engaged in an insurrection. And so the left is saying, hey, you know what we're going to try to do maybe? is just keep him off the ballot because January 6th was an insurrection. That's how they're that's how they're framing it. It's a weak argument, but man, I'm telling you, somebody's going to really try to do it, and I think they're going to figure out a way to just go through with it no matter what the Supreme Court weighs in on it. Uh, you know, and, and you know what, man? And you already know this. It's bothered me since they started using the term insurrection. It was never an insurrection. No. You've seen insurrections in world history. What does this have to do with any of those? Yeah. Well, no weapons. Chewbacca guy yeah. is going to take over. It made no sense. Yeah. Usually it's a menacing looking dudes in like full body armor with you know face masks and whatnot who hijack a television station and let the world know yes. this is our country now right um senator tim kane though who ran with hillary clinton in 2016 he was the vice presidential candidate uh he says hey this looks like a good idea to me <laughs> I, I discussed this with colleagues at the time of the second impeachment, um, George. I thought actually it might have been a more productive way to go than the second impeachment to, to do a declaration under that section of the 14th Amendment. The language is specific. If you give aid and comfort to those who engage in an insurrection against the Constitution of the United States, it doesn't, it doesn't say against the United States. It says against the Constitution. In my view, oh, uh, the garbage. attack on the Capitol that day was designed for a particular 
purpose at a particular moment, and that was to disrupt. It was. That's why you had the fence cutter. Okay, and that's why you let a bunch of people in and invited them into the Capitol so you could capture them in there. Right. That's why it happened. Lying jerk. And that was to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power uh-huh. uh, as is laid out in the Constitution. So I think there is a powerful argument to be made. My my sense is it's probably going to get resolved in the courts. Yeah. Oh, the fix is in. And I think there is a point when people say they are not going to let Trump be president. Well, I mean, it's already out there that this whole new COVID thing. And there's a couple of school districts already in our country who have gone remote. And it's this whole deal. Let's do the mail-in balloting again. Let's keep everybody freaked. I mean, seriously, keep everybody freaked out until, you know, we'll lock it down again. We'll keep it locked down for a year or a year and a half or however long we need to, and then we'll reopen again. You know. I mean, listen, I know that's crazy. I, I mean, I know it's tinfoil, Hattie, but, I mean, that, it's no, out I don't there. think that it theory is. Well, is Republicans out Republicans can't be as limp as they were in 2020. That yeah. is for sure. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Just sit back and let it happen. Afraid, well, we don't want to be on the wrong side of history with this COVID thing. Right. You already know exactly how this played out. Yep. You cannot let that happen again. Okay, sad story out of Seattle, David. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a guy who's been charged with sparking a massive encampment fire in Seattle's South Lake Union neighborhood. He's back in police custody after being released less than a week ago with no bail. Uh, you know, I, he just tried to burn down a, a homeless wow. encampment. He said he knocked a candle over and it caught his tent on fire and everybody else. Yeah, there's a big fire. So whatever. Let bygones be bygones. Well... This guy's name is Paris Alcantara, 43 years old, now accused of chasing a man with an axe through Cascade Park while yelling, I'm going to bleeping kill you over the weekend. Okay. Seattle police officer who who was part of the team that arrested him uh, said Alcantara is a staggering danger to the community. He was recently the subject of a Como 4 news article about how he burned an encampment down, putting several people and ample property at risk of death and destruction. He was arrested less than a week ago and released within 24 hours without bail. He has continued to attack and threaten people. Apparently, he's been known to carry metal weapons that neighbors have described as, and I'm quoting here, Mad Max style. Jeez. Holy smokes. But yeah, after he after he wow. starts this big homeless campfire, uh, we'll let him out in less than 24 hours because, well, we believe in equity and whatnot. That's one thing. When you see the polling of Democratic voters, they're having a hard time with a lot of this nonsense. Yeah. Saying, hey, th- enough. Well, Criminals have to be behind bars. Well, and that, that's one of the reasons why they're trying to gaslight everybody and saying nobody was ever in favor of defunding the police. They were. We know they, they absolutely were. were. They know we know they are, but they're going to lie about it anyway. I mean, Austin is a similar the situation. Sitting vice president helped fundraise for it, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's you know, the city of Austin is the same way. And anytime you bring up Austin and defund the police, you know you're going to get some lib hack who writes into the show who says, "Well, actually, they restored the funding." Blah blah blah. Well, yeah, they restored it after <laughs> everything went to hell. It's easy to destroy something, you communist. It's hard to actually build something, but you wouldn't know about building anything because you're a freaking communist. <laughs> and now, the Austin Police Department put out guidance. That says, hey, did you get robbed on your way back from a bank or ATM? 
been happening fairly frequently. Yeah, don't call 911 anymore because you're going to be put on hold. Call 311 to make an online report or to make a report on the phone or go online to make a report. We'll, we'll get back to you later. Leave a message. Unreal. After you've been robbed leaving okay. an ATM. Okay. okay, you put your card in, you get your money. Somebody robs you and you're calling a call center? Yeah. You don't leave a message. Golly. That is, man. You were telling me that story off air. I couldn't believe it. That's insane. You know, that was one of the things that Joe Rogan and Bill Maher were talking about. Because Joe Rogan lives there. Yeah. And talking about his comedy club. And then they were talking about Chicago. Bill Maher brought up Chicago. Yeah, he did. And some people are saying, you know, what he said about Chicago is going to get him in some trouble. Why? (laughs) Well, I'm going to play the clip. All right. And you can see if you uh, think that's true. We'll also get to the latest on Biden and the infrastructure plan. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, we were talking about Austin, Texas. This is crazy, man. If you get robbed, yeah, don't call the cops. They got no time for you. Yeah, well, they don't. I mean, that, that's the thing. Call 311, not 911. Yeah, call 311 to file a report if you get robbed leaving an ATM in the city of Austin. God. Okay. Wow. That says something about your city, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I had mentioned Joe Rogan and Bill Maher were talking about Austin because Joe Rogan lives there now and talks about his comedy club. And, yeah, it's kind of sketchy, but, you know, we're paying for security. And they defunded the police, and then they refunded the police. And, yeah, you had mentioned, David, people on the left are like, well, actually. Yeah. Well, again, it it doesn't it doesn't immediately snap back here. Okay, you allow lawlessness to take over. It takes a long freaking time uh, to rebuild it, and then you know the state of Texas lends some uh, state troopers to the city of Austin, and then because some dude lied about police brutality or something, you wound up taking those DPS officers off of the street. Because I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Rogan says, well, at least they were course-correcting. There are other places that don't, and that's where Mar picks it up. And some people are like, man, Mar's going to be in trouble from the left for saying it. Because so many places just aren't course-correcting. Chicago. Yeah. I I mean, not not just the places where, I mean, uh, murders have been happening way out of control in Chicago. Uh, among the African-American community for far too long and not really reported in the same way, in the way that they should be. It's, right. it's amazing how uh, black lives don't seem to matter when they're taken by black lives. Right. Uh, but, but I mean, now Chicago, my friends who live there say it's not safe anywhere. Yeah, it's very sketchy, very sketchy. And that's Chicago. Did he just say black lives don't seem to matter when they're taken? That's what he said. That is a right-wing racist talking point, what I've been told. Except it's way more common than being taken by a police officer or a white person or an Asian person or a Hispanic person. That the, The numbers don't lie, man. Absolutely not. But he's right. As far as media and other people, they don't seem to matter so much. It's only... When it's advantageous as far as building some sort of narrative, that's when you see it really pushed out there. Not 
black on black crime. No, no, no. They were they were trying to make something out of this too. Where I mean, it's a it's a tragic story in Ohio. Uh, pregnant woman uh, apparently was stealing liquor from a grocery store, and the cops. There are two police officers who were there for a different call, but then get called over to try to get her out of the vehicle. She wouldn't leave the vehicle. Uh, one of the cops stand in front of the car. She accelerates towards him and starts mm-hmm. to run him over. He brings, he has his gun out and he shoots her. And sadly, she and the baby passed away. And they were trying to make this about police brutality, but I think overwhelmingly the reaction really has been, well, don't steal. Why are you stealing liquor when you're pregnant anyway? But then don't try to run over a cop and you're not going to get shot. It's a pretty simple equation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not that tough. Of course, uh, one thing that happened over the weekend. Well, man, it was a few, actually. The passing of Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, yeah. We have so many friends that are parodies. Oh, yeah. I think both of us, Scott, would give them a hard time at different times. Yeah. Um, but I mean, hearing all those songs again, it made me sad, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it was sad, yeah. I mean... When I was in country radio and I got to play Margaritaville and come Monday, I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And then David makes fun of the guy from Smash Mouth. Said he was a jerk, and then you find out he died. Well, he he was kind of a jerk. I didn't realize that he'd been drinking himself to death for a few days. It's sad. Yeah, that's really sad. And then Gary Wright, Dreamweaver. He also passed away. Yeah. All over Labor Day weekend. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Uh, Biggest story today, there are a few. Um, One is that more and more elected Democrats are advocating for just taking Donald Trump off the ballot in 2024. I guess if those indictments and trials don't stick, they're just going to go ahead and cheat a different way. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, you've got the Mexican government setting up a piece of the Berlin Wall in protest or something, which I actually just think is really funny, but... Like, no, who are you to dictate terms to the United States of America? Please. Yeah. And Anthony Fauci says, sure, masks don't work, but masks can still work. Okay? And he's afraid that people aren't going to trust the experts next time around. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that. And then you got your big three, Scott Robbins, the trifecta, all coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer. The Millennial. That's David Van Camp and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if either one of you guys happened to see any of the news this morning, say, Good Morning America, Today, CBS, whatever. Like, what the big story was? Oh, yeah. Good, Good Morning America. What was it? Burning Man. That was second. Oh, okay. Jeez, what was the... I'm trying to think what the top story 50 was 50 million Americans. Extreme heat. Oh, that's that was it. Again, they're on the heat thing again. Yeah. Okay. They just can't let off the accelerator, can they? Depending on where you're at in the country, in September, you see some temperatures like they are in August. Right. It happens well, every year. Yeah, yeah, there's always flare-ups. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the hottest I've ever been was actually the first or second game of a high school uh, football team where I had to travel mm-hmm. to St. Joseph, Missouri. Uh, to cover it, and we were stuck in a little tin box that served as a press box to call the game. And it, I mean, it was 100 degrees outside, and then it actually got made worse because the little press box had a tin roof, and it was just a box, man. It was just brutal. 
Did they garnish you? Baked <laughs> <laughs> potatoes around you. you oh, know. Man. All I can think when I see this now making the lead story is yeah. th- they're brainwashing people. Well, sure. This is all part of it. Oh, definitely. And, and right after I was watching that, I'm looking at, you know, all the different places where we're looking for news, different stories. And I see it's an opinion piece, Wall Street Journal. And it's the climate change emergency is coming for you from Andy Kessler. And he's laying it out. And all I can think is, yes, they do this all the time now. They're trying to condition people to all this. We've never seen anything like this before. Mm -hmm. And I understand it's been a weird year for weather, that sort of thing. It does happen sometimes. And I'm not saying there's nothing to climate change at all. But the emergency part is where it goes way overboard. Because that's nonsense. That's why 1,600, quote, experts just signed this declaration of the climate emergency is not happening. Well, they tied it into Burning Man, too. Of course. Yeah. Yes, climate change has finally come for Burning Man. Yeah. And, oh, car, and car thefts. Kids are stealing cars because there's air conditioning in them. <laughs> <laughs> so in this piece, he's talking about um, Biden on the Weather Channel last month asking, you know, you ready to declare a national climate emergency? And Biden said, we've already done that. Well, that's not exactly true. It's like, okay, there's the senile old guy again speaking nonsense. Mm-hmm. We're just not going to call it out. But he makes a point in the piece that, well, this could be happening. So the n- notion of a national emergency today isn't far-fetched. The United Nations website blares what you need to know about the climate emergency. The European Parliament has declared one. So have hundreds of jurisdictions in at least 39 countries. Did you know that? No. I didn't know the exact number. I, I didn't know the number either. High. Including Canada, UK, Japan, Bangladesh. I'm like, wait, yeah, we're seeing this all over the place. And you look around the country and there's talk of banning gas stoves and all of this other stuff. And we've got to get greener, blah, blah, blah. Even when you bring up points of enable to go green in this direction, say if it's electric vehicles and what you have to mine for overall, it's not exactly quote green. No. People won't hear it. Anyway, he says, climate lockdowns still sound like crazy town, but the urge to curtail individual freedom is visible in countless government media and think tank blueprints for a controlled future. I'm not saying that just to bring out fear in everybody, but it's one of those things that you got to be looking out for before it gets here or you get taken by surprise in the moment like we all were with COVID. Right. And you're left to just believe the, quote, experts. Right. Because we absolutely got duped on that, or at least a lot of us did, Gosh. to an extent. Yeah. And then early on when you're saying, wait a second, what Fauci said here doesn't match what he said there. What? How dare you? Oh, you can't. Well, yeah. This is a pandemic. We're lives at stake. No, man. Your leaders should be able to communicate a message where they're telling the truth, and it's not doublespeak. They didn't do it. And practically every blue state governor did worse than red states. Absolutely. Almost exclusively. Yes. Mm-hmm. You look where all the people moved to yeah. over the last few years. All right. Are you ready for your big yeah, dream, Mr. Robbins? Mm-hmm. All right. Roll it out. I think Casey's ready. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe off. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins top three stories of the day. Helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah, three-day weekend. I invite him over every day. Not, never shows up. What's the deal? Got you. Uh, I know. I know it's what you said. I'm ready. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. He's ready to go. Three. I know. Number three, that Z-Cup teacher in Canada, the yeah. the, the shop teacher who was yeah. uh, showing off his big fake boobies yeah. um, in, front of the, in front of high school kids. Apparently, he's back at his job or something. Yeah, old Z-Size is back. Uh, Kayla Lemieux, flanked by officers in an unmarked police car for her journey to Nora Francis Henderson Secondary School. She's taking part in a professional activities day. That's a plan for all the teachers before the kids arrive tomorrow. That's the dude with yes, the big... the, the guy with the hootskies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Lemieux was not wearing the controversial oversized breasts. Wait a second. Hold yes, on. I, How can I, that, what do you mean? Uh, wasn't wearing it. He wasn't that, wearing them. That, that person... Said no, they're not fake. This no. is real. This is just they're, me at this condition. Yeah, he said he fake. had some sort of like giganticism or whatever. Yeah, that what was caused the name him of to it? have those. I forget uh-huh. what the name of the malady was, but he claimed they were real. And they're fake. The, the person didn't have them. He didn't have the prosthetics in. You mean this person lied? He presented a male appearance. Hmm. Sporting a short stubble on his face and wearing a light blue T-shirt and sunglasses. But other parents knew he was coming and they were ready to go nuts and the cops were there to escort. So how does this Who work? hired this guy? How does that work going forward? Okay. So is this one of those things where the person is now going to say, yep, I've been cured of whatever ailed me before to make me wear these... You know, gigantic jugs or whatever to the school. And the wig and the makeup and all that. And now I'm cured of it, so now I'm able to work. It was stubble and blue jeans and a blue shirt on, yes. And the district is just telling parents, yep, trust us, he's okay now. It's a, it's amazing. What what The story says she. You're reading she. This I know. Is, is, I, I'm confused. God dang it. I don't know what to do. What does this person identify themselves as now? Apparently a he. Okay. Because dressing like a he. All right. I don't know if the female pronouns. I don't. I don't know, man. I, I can't believe that this a teacher. I mean, that they hired this person. It's amazing to me. Well, that is crazy. Anyway, all right, go uh, ahead. Okay, what? Uh, Casey, say it again. I said, go ahead, Casey. <laughs> We're getting closer and closer to number one. <laughs> this got Robin's top three of the day up to number two. Well, number two the uptake here. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Number two, the view is back. Uh, I guess they have a little break and they are back yeah, for a new season. Back well, Whoopi Goldberg's back. out because she's got yeah, COVID again. She's not there. Third time, COVID nineteen again this year. Joy Behar made the announcement. She said that Whoopi was not able to be here for the show's season premiere because, well, it's back. She says she has COVID, even though again, seventy three vaccines later, she has COVID. This time, I got to tell you, I feel sorry for the virus. <laughs> I never thought I'd feel that way, but I do. Do you remember when Fauci actually had to admit that the booster really doesn't stop infection, but you should still get it? Wasn't that the moment most people should have said, what? Yeah. Um, Wait a second. There were a lot of other moments, but yes, that really should have been like the final one. Absolutely, it should have been. 
I think I have that. Even though vaccines, because of the high degree of transmissibility of this virus, don't protect overly well, as it were, <laughs> against infection. Oh, God. They protect quite well against severe disease leading to hospitalization and deaths. Okay, yeah. Just take your word on that one. Unbelievable, man. Especially when you look back at it all. Well, yeah, because Sleepy told us you get it, you can do whatever you want. Yes. And the countdown continues. Yeah. The Sky Robbins trifecta top three of the day up to number one. Number one, Texas has shaken up drunk driving laws. You know, I like this law, a new Texas law. I, generally speaking, I don't dig laws a whole lot, but uh, this one went into effect and would improve further consequences on drunk drivers. Often wondered about this one, but the legislation will be known as Bentley's Law, and it mandates that individuals who kill a child's parents because they were driving intoxicated are liable then for paying child support for those kids they left orphaned. Oh, yeah. Not a bad detriment. I mean, you know, again, they're responsible for what happened to their parents. So Texas drivers who kill a kid, a child's parent or guardian in a crash are now liable to pay child support. Anytime a parent passes is tragic, but a death at the hands of a drunk driver is especially heinous. It's interesting. And, uh, they're going to sign this in the law. Yeah, it reminds me of, you know, when you have a woman that's pregnant, what happens? Right. If that woman is killed. You get charged with double murder. But that's just a clump them. of cells. Well, see, that's, isn't that part of the argument? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, I mean, law doesn't see it that way. It's interesting, man. Yeah. And there you have it. Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. Nice job, Scott. Always Thanks, Casey. It. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next. It's really been an honor for me. <laughs> Maybe next holiday weekend, man. Gosh. Yes. Throwing me off again. All right, we got to get to another news update. And uh, Nimrod's in the news. You know, after a long weekend, you're going to have some good Nimrod's, and that's on the way. Goodbye. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I know we, we've all heard the news that Dr. First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, has been diagnosed with COVID. Um, yeah. And so the president is going to be social distancing and masking indoors, uh, even though he has not tested positive just yet. Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre, oh, the White House <laughs> press secretary, had this to say. Because, you know, they've all had their boosters and whatnot, or at least they say they have. Yeah. We know that these vaccines work, right? We know when people stay up to date with their vaccine, that works. Obviously, it doesn't. It doesn't. What a dumb thing to say. Are they going back to the, but it'll keep you out of the hospital and keep you from dying line? I suppose. And then if you do happen to die, well, it was because of other complications. Oh, gosh. Who, I'm lost track of all Who this. Who knows? Is Joe Biden, so is on his overseas trip, Joe is going to be wearing a mask. You know, I... I you can't understand him now. Are, are you, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Are you Are you even sending him on the trip if you're worried about his well, health? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I will say this. Um, not. I don't want to be a COVID hysteric, but, I mean, the guy is 80 and has publicly bled from the eyeballs before. That's right. Oh, if that's your relative and they're 80 and they have COVID, do you send them traveling? Uh uh-uh. uh. I want him I want him close to the top doctors in the world. Yeah. 
just in case. I don't expect anything bad to happen, but, you know, just in case. I, I, I loathe Joe Biden, but he is still the president of the United States. And if I'm running that camp, there's no way I'm putting him on a plane this week. Yeah, I'm with you. By the way, before we get to Nimrod's, a couple of random things that wouldn't fit into Nimrod's. But basic things, well, there was health news. I don't know if you saw this. The World Health Organization is, I'm not making this up. Um, they're a little concerned. Uh, they have said there's a new super gonorrhea that's on the rise and could be deadly. You try to give the usual prescription for that sort of thing, <laughs> and it, this super gonorrhea is fighting right through. It's a hard one to kill. I've heard before you're just going to come to a point where you just explode. <laughs> Putting the gone in gonorrhea. Yeah. Man, yeah. Oh man. And then there was a story of this dude in Brazil. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, he's 40 years old. He was attacked by a jaguar. But lucky to be alive. Wow. Honestly, survived because it bit into his phone and got scared off because then the phone battery exploded. Yeah, every wow. kid needs a phone now. <laughs> Never know when a jaguar is going to pop out, Dad. <laughs> That's the first thing you think of in that story? Yeah, right. Now kids are going to use that as an excuse. Just Keep me safe from the Jaguars. I'll tell you, man, that, that, if, that's, if that happens to me, that thing is going uh, to be displayed prominently in my living room. Oh, it saved your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. All right, let's get to Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Why not? We'll start in China. Man and woman got arrested there. Don't know exactly what's going to happen to them. But they were using an excavator to bust a hole in the Great Wall of China. Holy cow. You know why? No. Reports said they were just sick of going around it. They just wanted to create a shortcut. <laughs> Ingenuity. <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, then in Florida, we had a teacher get arrested after pulling a gun on a teenager during a road rage incident. Mm. Mm -hmm. Indiana, 42-year-old dude, got arrested Saturday. Uh, he got naked, stood in his doorway, and just waved at people driving by. Hey, hey dude! He's just trying to be neighborly. He told cops he had had a spiritual awakening. Really? Yes. And just wanted to spread some love. That's what it was all about. Among uh, other things. Yeah. Probably not surprised to find out that they found meth on him. No. Yeah. Yeah. There was that. And then there is this story. This is in Nebraska. <laughs> uh, maybe you remember this. It's kind of an update. Um Cops in Nebraska released audio. This was from March where a guy called 911 to report someone was driving the wrong direction down a highway. It turned out the guy missed one detail. He was the one driving the wrong way. Hmm. He told 911 that a truck almost hit him head on. He nearly <laughs> ran off the road. So he sent a cop to stop whoever it was. But when the cop eventually caught up with the wrong way car, this is the guy that called 911 that was sitting in the driver's seat. <laughs> It's planes, trains, and automobiles. How do they yeah. know we're going the wrong way? Yes. Right? Yeah. And they said by that point, he had realized his mistake. When the cop asked if he knew why he got pulled over, he said, yeah, because I was on the wrong side of the road. I must have missed an exit. Well, the real reason, he'd been doing some drinking. Of course he had. Yeah. Kind of waiting for that, weren't you? No, well, he's an honest drunk. You will have that, yes. Um, 
Yeah, he was well over the legal limit. And that is Nimrods in the News. And this is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show.